0: This is the Youth Worker Collective podcast from Young People's Ministries. You don't have to be in ministry alone with resources, coaching, games, and more at umcyoungpeople.com.
1: Well, uh, hi, everybody. My name is Chris, and I am the director of Young People's Ministries for Discipleship Ministries of the United Methodist Church. It is Thursday, September twenty third, and uh, Jeremy Steele, who is at Los Altos United Methodist Church out in California, uh, and I are hanging out for the third of our conversations about fundraising in youth ministry for today's youth worker recharge. Um, and I'm excited about this one, Jeremy.
0: Yeah, I'm excited too because uh, you know I think that one of the things when we talk about fundraisers that everybody really is looking for is what are some ideas, right? Like, like I know we've we spent a lot of time talking about what doesn't work like car washes but um yeah it's i'm excited to be able to share some ideas that people might not have heard of right yes exactly
1: uh and last week i know that you talked about uh kind of evaluating right like how much energy, how much effort needs to go into a fundraiser to get the money and the return that you're looking for at the end, Um, as Mm -hmm. well as some of the other tangential kind of like community outreach or friendship building kind of measurements and those kind of things. But yeah, today really is specifically about um, fundraisers that you might not have heard of that honestly work incredibly well. Um, And these are all going to be part of uh, our ebook on fundraising related to crash courses in youth ministry that'll be coming out next month. So um, if we talk too fast about these and you want to read about them, you can get it in the ebook coming up next month as well. Um, right. Should we start off with a donation subscription kind of model? Absolutely,
0: because here's there are you know, there's different types of churches, and every church has its own sort of fundraising problems. Some churches, some youth groups, will get into this place where um, they have done the year before they did twenty fundraisers, right? Each of which made between five and six dollars. <laughs> and they I and, it's up on the back well done right and and there's a there's a real the, the fundraising fatigue is a real thing and sometimes congregations get into a place where they're they're just tired of you always asking for them to support your fundraiser and so in those kind of congregations especially something like this can be really helpful um because basically the idea is you're saying We will stop doing fundraisers (laughs) if if you just go ahead and give us the money. (laughs) Yeah. Like if if you
1: look at like, you know, basically um, how many students you have active right in your youth Mm -hmm. ministry uh, and you try to do a little bit of research for, say, the public schools in your area and how much public schools spend per year on uh, a student for their education, right? Like that can be a really interesting place to start thinking about the amount um, per student that you might want to fundraise for the support of their Christian education at your church, mm-hmm. right? right. Uh, and then you take that number And, uh, you divide it by 12 and try to set it up in a really easily, uh, to access like electronic funds transfer or automatic giving sort of program. So work with the finance gurus at your church to set one of those up so that people are automatically giving maybe somewhere between 15 and $20 a month to your youth ministry. And it's done with the promise that you'll never do another fundraiser and you'll never bother them again. um, as long as they're participating in that way.
0: Yeah. And that it can be really helpful and it can be sort of sustaining long-term, right? It's not as, um, it's not as hit or miss as a fundraiser might be, right? Do all this work and then you just didn't work. I, I think there's a similar, uh, one that, that you, people might have heard of, might not have heard of. Um, and that is this, um, the wall of wonder, Mm -hmm. um, it's the same. It works in the same sort of situation, right? Where there are, um, where you might be experiencing fundraising fatigue in your congregation. Um, the idea is, uh, you get envelopes that are uh labeled with numbers from one to a hundred or you can start at 10 it doesn't really matter and you you put it on a wall and you ask a hundred people to go and get one of those envelopes off the wall and put the amount of money in it that it says and um and then return it to the youth office as uh, a donation so you know if you if you do just between one and a hundred dollars, one and 100, um, the, your total is $5,050. Right. Yep, um, and nobody, yeah, right. Nobody gave more than a hundred dollars. Now it does mean that there are 50 people who gave more than $50, mm-hmm. um, which that's the piece that can be challenging. Um, but you can also invite people to, they're telling them they're welcome to take more than one envelope, right? Of course.
1: (laughs) You know, that one, when I've done it is also a really great one for uh, engaging families or children's ministries as well, right? Because uh, if there's a a child or even a youth, right, that wants to donate to the youth ministry, Mm -hmm. having some accessible amounts that are less than $20 really kind of activates and helps them participate in giving as well, which is great. Um, yeah. And that one just multiplies the more envelopes you put out there. So if you're feeling like aggressive and you want to put them between one and 200, uh, mm-hmm. if every envelope was taken in return, you would actually clear $20,000. That's crazy. Which is pretty crazy compared to a lot of the ones that I spent time doing.
0: Right. Um, <laughs> and really, all you did was print on envelopes.
1: Yeah, they, exactly. <laughs> or, you know, just sit there with a Sharpie as long as you're in a well-ventilated room. Totally fine. Uh, All right. Concessions at sporting events is another one for me. Um, I know a ton of youth ministers that are asked to be at their uh, sports activities for their community, right? If you've got youth on sports teams or youth that are active out in the community um, and you want to go and see those games anyway, if you have a pickup truck or an SUV or uh, the field allows you to set up a little folding table in the back, mm-hmm. go to Costco and get a bunch of cheap concessions like, uh, you know, sports drinks, chips, and those kind of things. And then, you know, do some reasonably priced concessions at those community games where there's not concessions already being sold. Um, right. And that one works as a fundraiser for your youth group, but it also works as some nice community outreach as well, right? If you and a small group of your volunteers can hang out, it also gives you a touch point with a whole lot of people that uh, might get to know your church in a new and different way.
0: Yeah, it's also a good solution to one of the problems we talked about is it, you know sometimes uh, your problem is that you're always asking the same group of people to, to, to help you with funds. And this breaks that out. You're not asking your church people to be the only people that are giving money to something. And so it's a, it's, it opens you up to a, a different market of people. And if you do tell your church that you're doing it, it's kind of cool because uh, they're coming. They're all coming to Jason's game. Um, yeah, it's kind of a nice thing for Jason to have a, a day when all of these people from his church are screaming his name and distracting him from playing soccer.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Um, and I'm so glad you brought up that point too, Jeremy, because I, I know we mentioned giving fatigue, you know, internally before, um, mm-hmm. and that's another one of the for any of these fundraisers that we we talk about being successful these are, you know, really designed to be supplemental and help people mm-hmm. give beyond what their normal giving to the is, right? Yeah. Like whatever we suggest today for extra fundraisers for youth ministry, they're really offered um, not to interfere with people who are, you know, tithing already and giving money to keeping right. the church's lights on and the parking lot, you know, paved and painted and all those things that are really right. important for trustees. So- uh another uh another sports related one uh would be grub for the big game um if Ooh, you are doing yeah. youth ministry in a american context in the uh, united states particularly there is this huge american football game that happens every february that's like the championship and i don't know if we can name it without you know having to yes trademarking rights or
0: whatever but yeah, yeah you have to say tm and then youtube will pull you down
1: that's right uh and <laughs> you know too often like that team a from big New England or that. Uh, quarterback who's TB12, you know, is almost always in it, it feels like. So um, if you're doing grub for the big game, you can look at, um, you know, like celebrations or championships that, that might be active in your city, right? If it's baseball, basketball, football, hockey, whatever. Um, during the finals, everybody is hosting and having people over for fun and to watch the game. And everybody needs to do snacks or, um, you know, set out awesome pots of chili or a giant, you know, six foot long sub or that kind of a thing. And it's not that difficult to organize uh, your youth to be able to prep some of those snacks. And then people would just pay for like a spread of food for the big game. And Mm -hmm. you sign up, you know, people like in between a month and three weeks ahead go and buy your supplies, uh, you know, as affordably as possible. And then you're making the exact amount that you would want and schedule
0: pickups. Right. You, know, you, you find somebody pay. like me who doesn't really care or watch sports ever to man the table, sure. to del- to give food to people. And it's perfect, perfect situation.
1: Yeah. And if you want to do uh, pickups <laughs> at the church, that makes it super easy. And if you yeah. wanted to charge like a delivery fee, like an Uber eats sort of a situation. Yeah. That's just a little bit more money to go into the fundraiser, so that, that's another decent Yeah,
0: one of my favorite fundraisers we ever sort of came up with was this thing called a princess and superhero banquet. So we we song. lived in the southeast, and in our neighborhood, uh, in our part of the world, you know, Disney World was you know eight hours ish away, six hours if you were really good at driving, <laughs> and um, and, and so you you could go to Disney world and people would come back and they would tell you about, they had a breakfast with a princess, right? And they would tell you these astronomical amounts of money that they uh, paid for that. And we had this moment where we were like, but it's just, it's just a person in a costume. Right. And you're like, well, what, what do they, what did they serve you for breakfast? I'm like, oh, pancakes. Oh, Uh, we, we know we can, we can do that. So we, the idea here is you get your students to dress up as princesses and superheroes and, uh, get, get your long tables and put them all in a long row. Right. So it looks like a big banquet table and do the whole thing. And, um, and then let people charge people, um, you don't have to charge Disney world prices, but charge people a significant amount of money to bring their kids to the, to the banquet. And uh, so we would have the, the, when they showed up, they would uh, sit down and, and uh, the kids would, who were dressed up, we would announce them right. As they came in and they would, they would line the room and then everybody could go around while the, while they were eating. So we would bring out hot dogs chicken nuggets and gray pudding because of some disney something that i don't know about and don't pretend you don't that's all beauty and the beast you know it if only i did so we they they would they would eat and the kids loved it we served food that their parents would uh some of their parents were not super happy that they, that we were only serving that food, but all the kids were happy. And then they would go take pictures with the princesses and the superheroes. And then after everybody had eaten and pictured, then the, there was a sing along with the princesses and a superhero training where a superhero would get up on stage and would do a move. And all of the little princesses and little superheroes would do the same, like awesome superhero pose. And, People went bananas. The second we did, we added, um, we added something to it in, in later years where um, we had a silent auction for you to have one of these characters uh, show up at the kids' birthday party. Uh, and crazy. so we would work with the teen in the costume and the um, and the family that won to to get a get a party time that worked and they would come to the party. So the only thing that you have to be careful with that is you can say princesses and superheroes, but you can't in your advertisement say Spider-Man and Elsa that's right. one of those trademark things, right? Yeah. You cannot do that, and and you got to be careful in the whole thing that you are not saying these are like official things. But if you're if you buy, you, there is nothing wrong with inviting people to a meal and having teens dressed in costumes, right? That is not against any rules. <laughs> so uh, just be careful when you're advertising that because you don't want to get the church in trouble with that.
1: When a, a couple of parts of that one that I really love, you know, you mentioned the sing-along piece. So if your church is one of those ones that's got a reasonable youth choir um, and mm-hmm. folks that love to perform and do some of that cosplay stuff, oh, this yeah. is a yeah. tremendous opportunity, especially sometimes for like some of your more shy youth to mm-hmm. be able to express themselves in a way that's more comfortable for them, right? Yep. And,
0: and kind of engage in a new way. Chris, can, can you tell me about the mysterious bunny brigade
1: yes i I was gonna say that's probably the last one we should tackle today because i feel like we've given a lot um of really good ideas that people are gonna (laughs) be like oh my gosh how do i do this already so yes the uh mysterious bunny brigade is the last idea that we'll talk about today for uh fundraising ideas that you may not have heard of that are actually pretty awesome uh this one came up for uh, several reasons, at the last church I was at, and uh, it had to do with once upon a time, the children's minister bought too many plastic Easter eggs for <laughs> you know, like the spring festival or whatever, and so uh,
0: of course that's how it happened. Of yeah, course, so it her
1: office, you know, had like some of those bookcases on the walls, and there was probably fifteen of those giant clear bins <laughs> of plastic Easter eggs, and we were like, okay. <laughs> We got to get rid of these things. So how do we do that and do it well? Uh, And then we had conversations with a couple of parents that were just talking about how busy holiday stuff gets. And Easter is one of those ones where you got family coming in, you're making a meal. Um, Hiding eggs, if you hide eggs around your house, is just sort of like another thing on the to-do list, right? What if you could get youth to stuff your Easter eggs with candy and then hide them on Saturday night before Easter and leave a note on your front porch for your kids, from the Easter bunny. Uh, it takes care of you not having to stuff the eggs anymore. Um, okay. What you do is you set it up a, a couple of weeks in advance. Again, this is a sign-up in advance thing to make sure you're buying the right amounts of candy and have the right amount of eggshells and that kind of stuff. Um, but get sign ups and say, you know what, for uh for 12 bucks a dozen, you know, we'll hide eggs in your yard at a dollar an egg. We'll stuff them with candy, we'll leave you a note on the front porch. And that way the weekend before Easter, you can just relax and enjoy. And it's a surprise for everybody, right? When uh, on Easter morning, you've already got Easter eggs hidden in the yard uh, for your kids to be able to tackle and and do. Um, Couple of things to pay attention to on that one. Uh, Since you are hiding eggs the night before, um, don't use chocolate that tends to melt really fast. So if you're stuffing it with candy, look for allergen-free, not chocolate-based things That was a lesson we learned the first year, for sure. Um, (laughs) The other one was, um, you know, going ahead and making sure that the family uh, that orders them knows what time you're going to show up to hide the eggs. Um, Generally, youth love being out uh, on Saturdays and doing it at a time after the little kids for the family are in bed and before the teenagers need to be in bed usually works. But, you know, you don't want any surprises when you're walking into somebody's backyard, like a pet being out or not being able to get through a gate or something like that
0: right well chris i i am super excited about um this whole ebook series because i think it's going to be great and i know that we are going to talk about that next week a little bit more um but For everybody that's listening today, um, this is all about fundraisers. And there's a whole ebook that's going to be coming out uh, right at the beginning of October that will give you a crash course on fundraisers. Everything from what doesn't work, how to evaluate a fundraiser, and a bunch of these great fundraiser ideas. And uh, so watch your Facebook feed and the UMC Young People webpage for that release coming up real soon.
1: Yeah. Super duper excited about those. Um, and, uh, that whole series of crash courses in youth ministry and specifically the fundraising one, um, are going to be offered free of charge, right? They are part of world service fund dollars and the way that our connectional and apportionment system works in the United Methodist church. So, uh, they're a great practical resource available for free download for you. And yeah, they'll be coming out in October. So, um, Jeremy, thanks for talking some fun ones that, uh, work, um, I know that uh, part of the grind of youth ministry, and we talked about it, right, is the need for fundraising. Um, And so if you can find ones that work well, that you don't have to spend a ton of time and energy and effort on your own part to make happen, and give you a pretty big financial return, those are really the ones that you want to look for. Um, And we offered up several different ideas because there is no perfect fundraiser, right? There is no silver bullet that will just absolutely work in every ministry context. So getting to know your church, getting to know your community, and then, you know, start with this list or five or six that we offered up today and see what might work in your church.